I love being able to talk about brands that I use on my podcast, and I've personally been using this one for over five years. Our sponsor, Nature's Way Alive, women's multivitamin gummies are specifically formulated for women. They contain 16 vitamins and minerals, including the full B vitamin complex to help convert food into fuel and have the added benefit of supporting healthy hair, skin, and nails. With just two delicious gummies, Nature's Way Alive, women's multivitamin gummies are an easy way to feel like your best self every day. To learn more, visit naturesway.com slash Gemma10 and use code Gemma10 at checkout for 10% off any alive women's multivitamins. Terms and conditions apply, valid through June 30th. Managing our money in our 20s can feel like a bit of a challenge, whether you're saving for your first car or for a big overseas trip. It can take time to get there. Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Whether you are trying to manage your money in your 20s or trying to run a small business, Intuit helps you take control through products from Intuit like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. There is a whole collection of black lead products at Walmart that can fit into your daily routine. And in every purchase, there is power. So show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. Because every time we buy a black lead brand, we make room for another. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choice at Walmart. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products that you can add to your daily routine. Ugh, our 20s. The drunk dialing, the forgetting to wash our face at night, and yes, neglecting our teeth. Don't do that last one. You only get one set of teeth, so you need to protect them. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface and locks in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. Pronamel also makes a new mouthwash, which helps to repair acid-weakened enamel beyond brushing alone. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy your toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit pronamel.com today. Hello everybody and welcome back to the psychology of your 20s, the podcast where we talk through some of the big life changes and transitions of our 20s and what they mean for our psychology. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to the podcast. New listeners, old listeners, wherever you are in the world. It is so great to have you here back for another episode. I don't know what it is at the moment, but there is something in the water because I have been receiving so many DMs, so many requests to do this episode. And today, I'm going to do it. Let's jump into it. We're going to talk about the long distance dilemma and that kind of age old question or in some ways a new age question of do I do long distance or do we end it here? Is the distance too much of a hurdle in my relationship? I think this is such a conundrum for those of us dating in our 20s. During this decade, I think our romantic relationships suddenly take on 
a whole new level of seriousness as we begin to consider the longevity and the nature of this relationship. This could be our life partner, this could be our forever person and that level of seriousness is not one that we typically had in our teenage years or in the relationships we had in our early 20s. We become a lot more future orientated in every aspect of our lives and that includes when it comes to our romantic partners but at the same time our 20s also pose this very unique time I would say that presents so many opportunities to travel to work abroad or in different states opportunities that are once in a lifetime that we can't say no to but sometimes the choices we decide to make aren't going to align with what our partner decides to do and we have to make a decision do we try and take this long distance so how do we make that decision what are some of the major considerations um what are some of the things you should be looking out for around whether this is going to work and maybe you've given it a shot you've done long distance and it's just not working out how do we know when it's time to throw in the towel And I guess leave that relationship behind. I think distance can be hard in any relationship. It really disturbs our closeness. It's harder to make shared memories. It can also be really, really expensive when we account for for travel. And I think it's hard when you have to say goodbye as well. You know, there's no cutting corners here it's going to be difficult and it will test whether this person is the right one for you for all of the correct reasons it tests your boundaries it tests the nature of your innate connection I guess but there is also a way through it and I want to talk about that today as well we're going to discuss all things long distance starting at what the psychological pillars of a healthy romantic connection look like, how those are tested by distance, why it is that distance places a strain on our on our partnership, on our relationship. Also some of the major questions and considerations that you need to contemplate before diving into this arrangement, the signs that it may not be working, and some of the tips to remain connected backed by some fun psychological theories around connection similarity and emotional intimacy so for all of my lovely listeners out there who have messaged me with questions and needing advice on their long distance relationship this one is for you we're going to get into all the nitty-gritty and hopefully provide some more clarity around what the future holds and answer some of those questions. I'm so excited to get into it, to share a bit of my own experience and of course all of the psychology that explains why distance can be so hard. So without further ado, I say we jump right into the long distance dilemma. Alrighty, let's picture this for a second. You and your partner have been together for three years. You met at 21 when you were at uni. 
you are super in love, you're still super in love, you may even live together, and you're really going steady. You know, the future seems really bright, you can't live without them. And then all of a sudden, you get an amazing opportunity to move interstate. It's an incredible offer, more money, your dream job in your dream city, and you're going to take it. But your partner wants to stay where they are. They are equally happy with the opportunities they have at the moment. And in this situation, you kind of face a crossroads. You really only have two options here. Do you start a long distance relationship or do you go your separate ways? And I guess there's also that third alternative, which is to say no to that opportunity and to stay in the same place. That third alternative is not one I think we're going to talk about a lot today. I would not recommend it, especially when we are so young for so many reasons. You know, our 20s are such a time of liberation and freedom. You never know if you'll get this opportunity again or this level of freedom. Um, And I think one day we're inevitably going to be restricted by things like mortgages and children and aging and family. So now is really the time, I think, where you're allowed to feel selfish. You're allowed to say yes. And even if that's going to change your dynamic, if the person you are with is right for you, they are going to celebrate your success and your decision. They're not going to hold you back. I think secondly, if you say no for the sake of staying together, this can potentially foster resentment if it alters kind of the balance of of power and compromises between you both. You know, when one partner consistently has to say no to things, especially when they benefit their personal or professional growth, it can create a real imbalance and I think a big degree of resentment you know over time you begin to feel undervalued and there's also this idea of a sense of missed potential you know there was a wonderful study done in 2017 and it examined past and future regret around missed opportunities and kind of that implicit trade-off that occurs and they found that lost opportunities can create regret and resentment and it makes it difficult to achieve psychological closure because you can't change the past. You're always kind of going to be haunted by this what if. So I think when you're faced with this dilemma of do I say yes or do I say no for the sake of my relationship, my opinion is you should always say yes. What's now in question is whether the relationship you're currently in is going to grow with you into this new situation and this new season of life or maybe you would both be better off kind of calling it quits saying goodbye of course that is a very nuanced personal decision and I think distance comes from a lot of factors you can feel distanced even when you are close together but there are so many things that also make proximity a massive issue you know it's not just that you've gotten this amazing opportunity to say yes or no to it may also be that you just lived in different countries when you met or your family needs you there were all these pressures but I think regardless of the reason why you are facing this dilemma we're not going to sugarcoat it here long distance is super hard And there are actually a number of psychological reasons 
why this is the case and which could potentially explain why so few relationships actually survive this experience and and this period. You know, there's been so many findings that couples in long distance relationships, they were more likely to separate compared to those living a short distance away for a number of reasons. And I also want to state that isn't always going to be the case. Obviously, every situation is unique, but they are associated with more individual and relational stress compared to being in a proximal relationship. Proximal meaning a short distance or local. I think that's because at the end of the day, relationships are built on psychological and physical factors like proximity, closeness and reciprocity and when one of these is weakened we can really struggle to maintain that romantic connection and sense of trust. I think as humans we do have an inherent need for physical closeness and when that connection is absent or limited it contributes to feelings of loneliness, to feelings of longing and frustration which are then projected onto your partner projection being a psychological coping mechanism whereby we attribute our own feelings to another person rather than acknowledging just the holistic difficulty of the situation that we are in you know we don't see it as the distance we see it as our partner isn't putting in enough effort we see it as our partner is letting us down that our partner is not willing to sacrifice for our relationship when that isn't the case I think this lack of physical closeness and the strain that places on a relationship can be traced back to the effect and the influence of dopamine. Of course, dopamine is the neurotransmitter that is responsible for pleasure and reward, in addition to things like oxytocin, which is the chemical that allows us to feel love and to feel trust. These neurochemicals are released at much higher rates when we are physically closer to someone, when we can hug and kiss them and be in their presence and they make us feel amazing. And as time goes on, if you've spent a lot of time around this person, you've obviously fallen in love and we come to depend on these chemicals and the way that they fuel a sense of closeness and intimacy. So when we become physically distanced, we can go into somewhat of a withdrawal. When these chemicals and neurotransmitters are released at a lower rate, this creates stress, it creates longing and even physical pain, which is a feeling I think any one of us who've ever been separated from someone we deeply love can understand. On another kind of level as well, this distance can also create opportunities for jealousy, for doubt and insecurity because we are no longer able to physically check in regularly and observe each other's daily activities and progress. There's also this element of not being able to talk openly as well and respond to cues other than just someone's words. You know, a lot of our communication as humans is not just done through what we verbally express. It's done through small gestures and posture and tone and body language. But when you have to have those hard conversations with your partner through through the phone or, or FaceTime, a lot of that is missed. 
and we can misinterpret what someone is trying to say or feel a lack of trust and a lack of closeness like we can't really believe them and of course there is this this element of a lack of shared experiences you know building shared experiences and creating memories with a partner is essential it's an essential part of any relationship not even just romantic so in long distance relationships I know it sounds kind of obvious but the physical distance limits our ability to share these experiences on a regular basis it makes us feel disconnected it makes us feel like we are living separate lives which in some ways we are and I know this perspective around why it's so hard is somewhat somewhat negative and maybe a bit of a downer but I think all of this is just to say that a if you're considering this you should go into it prepared and b if this is you currently it's not your fault for feeling conflicted or for finding this hard it's biological it's social it's psychological but it doesn't mean that it's the end because a lot of the time it can be worth it if the person is worth it I was in this relationship during university. You'll know who that was with if you listen to my episode with my ex. I actually need to do a follow-up on that. But besides the point, we did long distance for four months during the COVID lockdowns. And when I tell you it got to the point where we almost broke up every week, I'm not even joking. It was unbearable. And when I could finally go and see him, when the travel restrictions eased, I remember feeling like, okay, I'm going to go and I'm going to break up with him. And I literally told my housemates that I would be back that evening. I did the three hour drive to where he was living. I cried the entire time. And when I saw him, it was like everything was totally fine. We were fine. It just fell right back into place. When you do see each other, it feels like a honeymoon. It feels like a vacation. You just connect on a whole new level. You know, it's like this huge rush of all of those happy, positive hormones. And we all know the saying, you know, distance makes the heart grow fonder. And I never realized the truth behind that until that moment. And of course, if you've been in a long distance relationship for some time and you are seeing each other more regularly than once every four months, I'm sure you'll experience a lot less of the cumulative and built up stress. But it also makes your time together so special and and so precious when you are in, in the same location, because I think you've really developed your relationship to the point where you can kind of handle anything after you've been through that period of of stress and complication and distance you know you've built the trust you've built the communication the boundaries you understand how to connect and you don't really take each other for granted I think alongside this from a psychological perspective long distance relationships often require us to develop independence to develop resilience and effective communication skills you know being physically separated does provide an opportunity for personal growth as you learn to kind of navigate challenges and and make decisions independently it also provides you with so much extra time to focus on your personal goals focus on your hobbies on your friends self-improvement and fostering a sense of individual fulfillment you know a lot of the time I see this amongst people in their 20s where we become like obsessed with our partner our 
you know, our partner is like the core pillar and center of our universe, sometimes it is kind of nice to break away from that and realize that you are actually two separate people. But there are some considerations and some questions to ask yourself before you dive right in. Deciding whether to pursue a long distance relationship, it can be a complex decision and psychology, of course, can provide some insights for us to consider. Here are a few that I think are particularly worthwhile to take into account. Number one, goal alignment and the future. There is no point putting yourself under this pressure if you both see this relationship as short term. It sounds kind of like common sense but do you actually want to be with this person in the long run and do they feel the same you need to discuss your long-term goals and aspirations with your partner before you jump into doing long distance are you both on the same page regarding the future of the relationship and the willingness to eventually close that gap and close the distance do you have a shared vision do you both have the same idea around your priorities, whether you want a family, where the relationship is headed. If you're not on the same page around your values and your goals, the relationship is either going to crumble really quickly or you're going to find yourself in the same location again and then be like, what was the point of doing all of this? So I would say having a shared sense of direction and purpose will help you navigate the challenges and and make you feel like it's worth it. The second thing to consider before you get into a long distance relationship is communication. I feel like, once again, super common sense, but effective communication is crucial in any relationship, but even more in this situation. Reflect on your communication styles. Is one of you a bit more hostile? Does one of you close off? what is your willingness your equal willingness to be open and honest and I think you have to realize that there will be effort there in investing and maintaining a strong connection not just in terms of your communication styles but also in terms of practical things like time zones and work schedules and you know your your life is no longer conveniently in parallel it's now kind of perpendicular where you meet at one single point during the day and you have to try and create situations where that is going to be most ideal for both of you the third thing i would say is trust you know trust is such a nuanced psychological idea and it is the foundation of any successful relationship but essentially it is this idea that you know that that other person will be in your corner and will make decisions in both their best interest but also your own best interest and I think when you do long distance the entire context of it is that you don't get to spend quality time and have hard discussions in person and if you are someone who is particularly jealous or perhaps has an anxious attachment style or childhood wounds surrounding abandonment you are going to be triggered by your partner moving away So it may be worth having a deeper discussion about how you're going to manage that, what level of reassurance you need, what level of frequency of communication you're after, because unless you're both capable of fostering and preserving trust over the distance, it might be worth just simply going on a break. The fourth element 
and consideration is your emotional and physical needs. Consider what your physical needs are as well as those of your partner. If you are someone who likes to have sex all the time, if you are someone whose primary love language is physical touch and quality time, a long distance relationship is going to require more effort from you because your immediate romantic needs are not going to be fulfilled in the same way that they were when that person was close. So I think you really need to evaluate that trade-off. Are you willing to give up what you need physically and emotionally for in the short term? Or are you someone who actually needs that input and stimulation and those needs fulfilled more regularly? You know, I think that you need to be honest. Both of you need to be honest about whether that is too much of a hurdle, you know, whether you should open up your relationship, whether you should see other people, or whether it's something that you're willing to sacrifice in the short term for the long-term outcome and output of being together. And the final consideration is your support system. Distance is really hard and it will definitely put pressure on your personal well-being no matter how healthy and stable your relationship is. It will also make you feel lonely. I think in most relationships, our our partner is our primary source of socialization and source of entertainment and, and we spend so much time with them. So evaluate the alternatives there and do you have a support system available to you I think it's really helpful to have friends or family or some other source of support who can provide you with emotional and practical assistance during challenging times or when that is not available from your partner we are not meant to be isolated solitary creatures we are not meant to be deprived of physical touch or deprived of emotional intimacy. So even though there may be distance in your relationship, you should still be getting those needs fulfilled elsewhere. Otherwise, I think it's not really worth considering whether long distance is the right decision for you. It's just it's just obviously not. Ultimately, I do think the decision to pursue a long distance relationship is, is highly individual. I can't give you all the answers because it is highly personal. It requires a discussion between you and your partner, introspection about your own needs, and I guess a mutual understanding of the challenges involved. But if you are both committed, you have the same goals, you are willing to put in the effort, you have worked through your attachment style, you have a strong foundation, I do think that this arrangement can succeed. And all of that in mind, I do just want to pose some major questions that I think we need to answer to determine whether this is right for you. So if you're looking for like a guidebook or like some kind of massive sign, like a yes, no situation, answer these questions and I think that it will really illuminate your decision for you. Firstly, in five years time, do you see this person in your life? Can you imagine a future together? If the answer is no, then maybe this isn't right for you. Do your long-term goals align? And if they don't, does that matter? What are your expectations? Are those shared? Are you okay with not seeing this person for more than two weeks in your daily life? Would that be upsetting for you? If your partner doesn't answer your text messages or your calls immediately, does that leave you feeling anxious? And what is your approach and strategy for jealousy? 
Am I prepared for hard times? What am I going to do when this happens? How will we manage conflict? I think all of these are really valuable to answer both before and during the distance and make sure you're brutally honest with yourself and with each other. You know, a study conducted in 2001 found that honesty is the main factor behind all of those elements of trust, of communication, of reciprocity, of closeness. So I think it's a good place to start being honest whilst you're still close to each other and then that honesty can move forward with your relationship as you face distance you know that involves regular check-ins and communication which I think is vital but there are some other strategies that we're going to discuss along with some signs that maybe it is time to call time of death on the relationship and call it quits so all of that and more in just a second I love being able to talk about brands that I use on the podcast, and this is a brand that I've been personally using for over five years. Our sponsor, Nature's Way Alive Women's Multivitamin Gummies, are specifically formulated for women. They contain 16 vitamins and minerals, including the full B vitamin complex to help you convert food into fuel. They also have calcium and vitamin D to support bone health and healthy hair, skin, and nails. And for those of you who may be watching your sugar intake, they now have a zero sugar version made with plant-based sweeteners, including stevia extract and monk fruit extract. With just two delicious gummies, Nature's Way Alive Women's Multivitamin Gummies are an easy way to feel like your best self every day. To learn more, visit naturesway.com slash Gemma and use code Gemma10 at checkout for 10% off any Alive Women's Multivitamins. Terms and conditions apply, valid through June 30th. Our first time using something normally forms a lifelong impression, even if psychology says that impression is not always correct. For example, you may try a new food for the first time, realize you don't like it, and you're convinced for the rest of your life to never try again. Or the first time shaving or using hair removal cream. I think we can all remember that strong chemical smell of those old formulas, Well, that is about to change. Nair is the number one hair removal brand, and now it has a new and improved formula that actually smells amazing and does away with the need to shave or have a rusty razor on hand. I was honestly so surprised when I used these for the first time because I think the last time I used hair removal creams was when I was probably 18. There was nothing pleasant about that smell, but now with scents like orange blossom and Moroccan argan oil for their new shower creams and cocoa butter, oat milk, vanilla or water lily and aloe vera for their body creams, they actually make me enjoy the experience. So a story about this. The other day I had three of my closest girlfriends and my boyfriend over for dinner and we had this bottle. We decided we wanted to try it out. We wanted to get rid of some hair on our legs we all used the oat milk and vanilla body cream literally at my dining table we applied it we waited for three minutes they turned out so smooth even my boyfriend put some on his calf let me tell you that little spot is still silky smooth a week later he can testify this stuff works and we also agreed these new formulas are 
a game changer because not only can you actually get rid of hair, it actually smells nice and it removes the hassle of having to shave every few days, every few weeks. It also is free of dyes, it's free of parabens, it's free of sulfates, which is a big plus for me. And I have to say, again, the new Spence actually smell really, really good. You can smell them for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, a daily podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Every weekday, we bring you conversations with the culture makers who inspire us. Like our recent episode with Hollywood royalty Regina and Raina King. We talked about the creative power of women's relationships. I feel like, thank God for women, like, especially when it comes to Black women. The way we lean on our mothers, our grandmothers, our sisters, our friends, we're just each other's pulse. I mean, it's molecular, you know? Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We want our relationships to work, and we want to give them the best chance we can especially when we feel like we found the right one. You know, that is really hard to do. Let me let me tell you. So you want to hold on to that. And I think the distance doesn't have to mean the end of our relationship, especially when we go into it rationally and with shared expectations, but also some good strategies. So here are some very practical tips from my own experience, but also from friends and from some amazing therapists that I think are really useful. There's five and they are the most repeated themes for managing long distance. First of all, if this is you right now, you need to plan ahead, set a date for when you are going to see each other next. And I think that psychologically time apart is made easier when it has an end date that you can look forward to. It allows us to view separation and these hard times as temporary and there's even been research into this that suggested that perceiving negative events like doing long distance as time limited can actually lead to better psychological well-being and coping you know our perception of time is influenced by the anticipation of an end date when we set a time frame it can create a psychological time horizon effect and it makes it appear like the time apart is moving 
faster, we feel more mentally prepared and it feels like things are moving quicker and provides more of a sense of control so all of those amazing things I think every time you see your partner make sure that you have an end goal in sight and plan for the next time you'll see each other psychologically it will literally help you manage that so much better I think the second tip is around setting up date nights developing enjoyable rituals and maintaining emotional intimacy Often when we enter into a long distance dynamic, the first thing we sacrifice is, of course, quality time. And with that, emotional intimacy. I think those things are very easy to cultivate when you are close and when you are conveniently close to a partner. But when there's distance, obviously, that's less easy. So set aside dedicated time for virtual date nights and plan out activities that you can both enjoy together and kind of maintain excitement and novelty in the relationship you know novelty is important you want to feel like you're still dating when I was doing long distance we used to do these things called dinner dates where we would both cook the same recipe together over zoom we would buy the same bottle of wine and we would eat together over like literal video we would like sit down and have dinner with each other through our laptops obviously not as good as the real thing but I guess it leads into my next strategy, which is to put effort into those shared experiences. You don't need to give up on joint interests and creating shared memories or sharing in activities together just because you're miles away. I think after COVID, the world has evolved to be a lot more digital and virtual, and that's to the benefit of people who are doing a long distance. You know, there are so many things you can do together, like words with friends, or you can play Scrabble, or you can do, I don't know, video games. Uh, Do I sound like an idiot saying that? Video games, you can do those together online, right? I think so correct me if I'm wrong, but just things like that, you know, watching movies using a shared screening service. It feels like you're both in there together. It feels like you're both doing something, a ritual, an activity that provides a sense of stability. It provides a sense of comfort and shared identity in the relationship. I've already mentioned this, but of course, check-ins, regular check-ins once a month, set up some time to ask yourself and ask your partner difficult questions. What could each of you be doing better? Is there something that you're missing? What's been happening in your lives that maybe you haven't spoken about? I think it all comes back to that core factor for success, which is open communication and trust. Those are your crucial ingredients here. And and finally, my fifth tip is kind of silly, but it's actually really useful. That is to create a vision board or some physical reminder of why you're doing this. Long distance is a marathon. It's not a sprint. And it's kind of like this joint long-term goal you're pursuing together with the aim of one day being reunited. When we treat it like a mutual goal, This greatly helps our perception of how achievable this will be and we can use visual cues to help us with this. When you're not seeing each other every day, you can forget why you're doing it. So create some vision board or physical reminder of what the long-term future holds. Maybe that's like a dream life collaborative Pinterest board or a picture of where you're going to go on vacation next or a you know, a piece of their clothing or a visual, tangible item that reminds you of them to keep them close and centered 
on why you're doing this in the first place. That's just a selection. Obviously, there are other notable tips, including expressing affection regularly, practicing gratitude, whatever keeps you connected. However, we're talking about a dilemma here. Sometimes you can be doing all of these things and it's still not enough. A big question I get is, when do we know it's time to end things? When is the distance just too much? When is it no longer worth it? That's a huge question. You know, I think sometimes it's not always that immediate decision of do I break up with them now or do I try long distance? What happens when you've given it a go and it's just not working? I think it's a really hard thing to say, but once you're even having these thoughts or even contemplating ending things, that is the biggest indicator that it may be time to have some serious conversations because there is obviously some deepest dissatisfaction there that you're beginning to recognize that's beginning to bubble up and coming to that realization can be so difficult and I think we often hold off on doing that and doing what we know is right because of a lot of factors the first one being this idea of the sunk cost fallacy this is this idea that we feel compelled to continue investing in a relationship even when it no longer serves us simply because you have already invested significant time, effort or emotions. So often what happens is we believe and we come to believe this fallacy, this false narrative that ending the relationship would mean wasting those past investments. It would mean that you wasted your time and we never want to see something as a waste as humans. So we stay despite the fact that we are unhappy. Every situation is unique and I will continue to repeat that because it's not a one size fits all approach. But when the emotional connection between you and your partner has significantly diminished, when you can no longer communicate, when you are not excited to hear from them, when they do not regularly reach out, when you dread the future, when you are frustrated or you have doubts, when you can no longer picture them in your future or you're experiencing resentment, your relationship is no longer fulfilling you. What is the point of being in a relationship at this point? Obviously, everything is going to come with hard moments, but I think life is really short and our 20s are even shorter. Your relationships are meant to build on already a strong foundation and make you feel better. So do you really want to spend this decade and this time unhappy or feeling anxious or unsupported? Maybe this is the time for you to be alone. I'm also a firm believer that you can love someone twice and you can come back to each other if the time and the circumstances are right. It doesn't have to be goodbye forever. But if you are persistently, consistently unhappy and you feel like there is not enough investment or effort from each of you mutually to push through, this may not be what's right for you at this moment in time. So what do we do next? You know, no one likes to be broken up with over the phone. So how do you navigate bringing this up when you're maybe not in the same city or the same state or even the same country? It's a sensitive conversation to be having. But I think flag your thoughts and feelings in advance before you plan to see each other next so that no one is blindsided. 
It may, I think, also provide you with an opportunity and the time to work on things in the meantime, you know, and if that isn't fruitful and the challenges are still there, make sure you prepare them for the fact that you want to have a difficult conversation. And I would say, if possible, do it in person. I know that's really difficult or over video, something that feels more personal to honor your relationship and to respect the other person. I I guess what I'm trying to say is that it shouldn't come as a surprise. Be honest, be clear, allow for emotional expression from, from both of you. And of course, set those breakup boundaries. And, you know, sometimes after we've ripped the bandaid off, we realize that we've kind of been checked out for some time. And I think that although all breakups are hard, you've kind of already gone through the process of creating distance. And sometimes it's easier to heal when you know that you're not going to have to run into them on the street or at at your local cafe, you know, a small consolation here, small consolation prize, but the distance may actually work in your favor here. If you would like to see it that way, if you'd like to make that part of your perspective, every relationship is, is so nuanced and and unique. So I would take this advice with a grain of salt and reflect on what's right for you. I'm not someone who tells everyone to go out there and, and break up with their partners just because they're slightly unhappy. I think that it's about really examining whether the relationship is actually evolving with you or whether you are changing for the relationship and changing for another person or feeling like you have to give up on your dreams to maintain something that's never the way that we want to be behaving in our 20s or at at any stage in our lives but we also can't deny that distance is going to be hard have some self-compassion we obviously want to be close to the ones that we love for many psychological and physical reasons. So you're going to struggle regardless, but it doesn't mean a death sentence for your relationship. When there is an angle in sight, when you have those clear timelines, when you treat it like a shared goal, I really think that it can be worth it and you can work on it if your bond is worth it. If this person really is the one no relationship is ever going to be easy. I'm just going to say that one final time. I know I sound like a broken record, but it can be distance. It can be, you know, you can still feel distanced when someone is sitting right next to you and you can still be full of jealousy when you guys live together. You can still feel like you're not communicating when you are around each other all the time, right? It's just about realizing that that is possibly going to be exacerbated and having the strategies and the forward thinking to to plan for that. What a jam-packed episode. I feel like long distance is such a dilemma. So if you are in a long distance relationship right now or you're contemplating it, you're contemplating the freedoms that you might have to give up, the choices you might have to make, I hope this has helped you out. You know, I've been there, done that, got the t-shirt. It wasn't fun, but there's really something to be said with being able to see your partner after six months apart it does make the heart grow fonder. I will say that. So I really hope that you enjoyed this episode, that you learned something, that it provided you with practical guidance or just something to think about. As always, if you did enjoy this episode, please feel free to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you are listening right now. It really helps the show to grow and meet new people. Maybe there is someone in your life who needs to hear this you should send it to them. I'm sure they would appreciate it. And 
I will say this topic wouldn't have been done. I wouldn't have thought to do it without suggestions from people over on Instagram. I'm always looking for new topics to cover, new ideas, new things that are being experienced by our generation. So follow me over there at That Psychology Podcast if you have an idea or something that you would like me to explore further. As always, thanks for tagging along. Thanks for joining in. I will be back next week with another episode. Ugh, our 20s. The drunk dialing, the forgetting to wash our face at night, and yes, neglecting our teeth. Don't do that last one. You only get one set of teeth, so you need to protect them. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface and locks in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. Pronamel also makes a new mouthwash, which helps to repair acid-weakened enamel beyond brushing alone. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair and anywhere you buy your toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit pronamel.com today. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I love being able to talk about brands that I use on my podcast, and I've personally been using this one for over five years. Our sponsor, Nature's Way Alive, women's multivitamin gummies are specifically formulated for women. They contain 16 vitamins and minerals, including the full B vitamin complex to help convert food into fuel and have the added benefit of supporting healthy hair, skin, and nails. With just two delicious gummies, Nature's Way Alive, women's multivitamin gummies are an easy way to feel like your best self every day. To learn more, visit naturesway.com slash Gemma10 and use code Gemma10 at checkout for 10% off any alive women's multivitamins. Terms and conditions apply valid through June 30th.